0: Oh, so many things have happened this week and I'm super excited because as you would have seen by now on Instagram, the Fit and Free podcast has turned one. Oh my God. Can you believe it? We have been recording episodes for an entire year. There's been a couple of weeks where we missed an episode, but like we have been consistent for let's say 52 weeks. <laughs> Like that is huge. And I'm number one. I am so grateful for all of you guys. Honestly, like the messages that I get, like this is the reason why I do what I do is to help women honestly overcome their fears of eating more food because food is not the devil and learn how to fuel their bodies correctly and get stronger in the gym. And because of that, get epic body composition changes. So First of all, I have to sit here and be so grateful for you guys. I I really do appreciate you tuning in every single download, every single share, every single review, every single DM. I absolutely appreciate it so much, so much more than you would ever truly know. So I'm freaking excited to be here again, to be in your ears, because in today's episode, we are talking all things protein. But first, I need to tell you about something. <laughs> it's Christmas season. It's the vibe. We're excited about it. On the weekend, I made Christmas cookies. I went and bought red and green M&Ms and I baked the best Christmas cookies. And these are not the kind with links stevia and banana and zucchini, like I'm not talking about healthy baking, I'm talking about like legit cookies and they are amazing and what I've been doing is in my recess, my morning tea, is I'm having a cookie with my Yopro and guys, it's a game changer, I have been hitting up the cookie for about 20 seconds so it's warm and I mix it in with my yogurt and it is oh so satisfying. So this is your sign to go and make some, bake some Christmas cookies and enjoy them every single day, because I can guarantee that you allowing yourself to eat this kind of food is going to help you achieve your body composition goals. Because number one, it is satisfying. Number two, you look forward to it. Number three, you can stay on track because you are consistent. Anyway, I just had to tell you about that because it's just been so fucking amazing and I really recommend you trying it. (laughs) And then like for the recipe of the cookie recipe, I just got it like off taste or whatever, off tasty actually is where I got it. Um, And it is an all round vibe. (laughs) So anyway, getting into today's episode, we are talking all things protein. And we hear it all the time, you gotta eat more protein, the importance of protein. So today I want to go a bit deeper into why you guys need protein, signs you're not eating enough and how to include more protein throughout your day, like just some little tips and tricks to how to include more. Because this is the mistake that I see so many people make is they just think about calories and they don't think about their macronutrients. And what happens when you only focus on calories is often you actually undereat the correct amount of macronutrients for your body. And if you're under eating protein and if you're under eating carbohydrates, then you're not going to get body composition changes in terms of you're not going to build muscle and lose fat tissue. So ultimately, just focusing on low calories is the recipe of staying skinny fat. Because we see it all the time, like Weight Watchers and all the things, it's all about low calorie diets, eat low calories, eat this food it has low calories. Well, yes, eating a lower amount of calories than what you're burning, like yes, if you are in a calorie deficit and eating less than what your maintenance calories are, you will lose weight on the scale. But that doesn't mean you're going to lose it from body fat. What that means is if you're not eating enough protein and you're not strength training, right, the way that you lost weight is from moving more and eating less, aka less calories and doing more cardio, that is going to be the recipe of skinny fat. That is when your body weight just fluctuates without actually seeing any definition or any tone in your body. I get it. I've been there. There was a version of me who would only focus on low calories. I didn't know what a macro was. I didn't know what protein was. I didn't understand the importance of it. So I was just like, yeah, low calories, low calories. If I eat low calories, I'm going to get my true body. <laughs> but my body was always just, quote unquote, skinny fat in terms of I always had more body fat than muscle, regardless of the weight that I was on the scale. So I was never happy, never happy with my body. So this is why we're speaking to this today. Because it is so important if you're trying to build muscle and lose fat. If you want to see body recomposition changes, then you need to be making sure that you're eating enough protein. So when we think about nutrition, we're not only thinking about body composition changes. Of course, we're fucking here for it. We love it. We love to look athletic. We love to look toned. But we also care about our health because our health is so important. Because if we are not healthy, if we're not a healthy human – Then forget about having good body composition changes because we're going to be weak, we're going to have no energy, we're going to, our mood is going to be off, we're going to be irritable, all of the things when our health starts to decline, right? Like when you're sick, how do you feel? You don't feel like doing anything, you don't feel motivated, right? Because your health is off. This is why health will always for me be my, one of my highest values. And I'll always be thinking about that. And if like anything, if anything compromises that in terms of like, you know, changing your body composition, like if you're putting yourself in an unhealthy state, then I believe that we shouldn't be doing that because our health should be always our number one priority. Because if we are in good health, therefore achieving body composition changes actually becomes quite easy. Because we've got good energy, we're staying motivated, we're not a moody bitch, we're not irritable, we're not all the things that we can therefore remain consistent. And I am very passionate about this because I spent three years of my life not having a period, not having a menstrual cycle. And because I was so caught up in my body needing to look a certain way, I didn't give a fuck about my health. My health was declining and I wasn't paying attention to it because I was so fixated on my body needing to be a certain way. But at the same time, I didn't have a menstrual cycle. I'd had no energy. I was moody as fuck. I was so irritable, especially around food, but I didn't really pay attention to those things because I was so fixated on my body needing to look a certain way. And that is was also controlling. And this is why I'm a huge advocate for not only learning about protein in terms of like changing our body composition, but it's also just about health. It's also making sure we're functioning in a healthy way, that we are stable, that we have energy, that we are not a crazy, (laughs) not a crazy irritable person, because that's not our normal. Right. And we're living and leading our lives that way because it's all based off fear right? It's based off not feeling good enough because our body doesn't look a certain way. It's based off so afraid to be seen because you're so afraid of what you look like now and you don't want other people to judge you, right? There are so many layers to all of this and this is why all of this is so freaking important, okay? So protein, bringing it back. Why is it important for our health and what is protein, okay? So protein is the body's ultimate construction support crew, building and repairing everything from muscles, enzymes, hormones, providing structure and support for cells, transportation through the body, all the way to protecting the body from bacteria and viruses, right? This is why protein is important. <laughs> yeah, because it makes us look toned, but it also supports our body in every single way. So I want to dive deep into what actually is protein and we're going to get into a little bit of biochemistry here and you'll see why all of this is relevant in a sec. At its core, a protein is made up of chain of repeating carbon and nitrogen atoms, which form a backbone called a polypeptide backbone. And then that backbone holds hundreds or even thousands of molecules called amino acids Think of the backbone like the trunk of a tree and the amino acids like the leaves. So amino acid molecules are the building blocks of protein molecules. And each protein molecule is made up of hundreds or thousands of amino acids. There is about 20 amino acids and your body can link together the amino acids along these backbones in different combinations to create the various proteins it needs. Some of the amino acids can be made by the body. 11 of the 20 to be exact. These are called the non-essential amino acids. The remaining nine are the essential amino acids, which the body cannot make by itself. And that's also why they're called essential, because you have to get enough of these nine through your diet so that your body can function optimally. Okay. Okay. So this is why it's really, really important to making sure that we are eating enough total protein during the day. So how do you know if you're not eating enough protein? Number one is you're not seeing body composition changes, even though you're consistently following an exercise program, aka you're lifting weights. You're not focusing on cardio and burning calories because that's not going to build muscle, right? We know if you want to have... A toned body you need to build muscle and in order to build muscle you need to be lifting weights progressively getting harder and you need enough protein so if you're doing the weights part but you're doing the weights part and your body composition isn't changing in the way that you want probably you're not eating enough protein another sign is muscle loss and weakness right your body breaks down skeletal muscle tissue for energy when there's not enough protein for use This leads to muscle atrophy. This is really common and you'll see it in the older population is as you get older, you actually have to eat more protein. And unfortunately, because a lot of the people lack nutritional knowledge, so you see it a lot as people get older, they're eating less and less protein. And then you see it in their body, their muscles start to atrophy. They start to get smaller. So one thing you can walk away from this episode specifically is get your grandma and grandpa to eat a little bit more protein. Maybe that's getting them to have a protein shake within their day because that's really, really going to help them as well. (laughs) A next sign and symptom of not eating enough protein is skin and hair changes. Right? It can really impact our physical body in terms of dry, thin or peeling skin, skin folds due to weight loss. Skin lesions or dermatitis on ears, armpits, groins, and genitals. And hair that is dry or falls out easily. The next one is getting sick more often. A severe protein deficiency can impair your immune system. Protein helps make antibodies which protect you from infection and other illnesses. Protein deficiency leads to fewer antibodies in the body, which can increase your risk of developing an infection. Low protein intake often means lower intake of other nutrients. For example, one meta-analysis of over 11,000 adults aged 51 and older found that adults who didn't meet the estimated average requirements of protein were more likely to fall below the EAR for the number of vitamin and minerals as well. Because that's what you have to think about it. It's like, okay, protein is an essential macronutrient. And not only are we getting the protein from the protein source, but we're also getting the other minerals from eating that as well. So things like zinc, things like iron, things like B12, right? And if we're not eating enough, therefore we're also missing out on those key minerals as well. A lack of nutrients is associated with inflammation and oxidative stress, which can affect the immune system. Oxidative stress happens when there are more free radicals in the body than there are antioxidants available to remove them. Free radicals are produced during digestion. They can damage cells, trigger changes in genes, accelerate aging, and increase the risk of various conditions like heart disease and diabetes. Right. So again, it's so important to making sure that we're fueling our bodies correctly with the right nutrients that it needs for optimal health. The next one is weight loss or gain. So eating a lower protein diet can lead to weight gain. Protein is often more satiating than carbohydrates, meaning you feel fuller for longer after you eat a dose of protein. So not eating enough protein can actually be causing you to gain weight without you even realizing it. Shorter-term research studies demonstrate that a high-protein diet can contribute to weight loss and prevent weight regain. All right, moving on to the next one is mood swings, low libido, your period being skipping slash non-existent. All of these things have to do with the body's hormones, aka the messages through the body. Hormones are proteins. So if you're noticing any of the above, it could mean your diet is interfering with your hormones. Okay, This is why optimal nutrition is so, so important because having mood swings, having low libido and having no period is not normal. And it is a sign that your nutrition is off. You're not eating enough. You're not eating enough calories. You're not eating enough carbs, proteins, and probably fats as well. And we're just not prioritizing our health. The next one is niggling injuries like lower back pain, knee pain. Like I said, your body is a construction support crew. So if something goes wrong and there's no construction crew to fix it, well, I think you guys get the picture by now. Now I want to speak to the long term health consequences of not eating the right amount of protein. So the first one is a decreased bone development and density. Okay, this one is close to my heart is because I used to work as a clinical exercise phys and I used to work with a lot of older ladies with osteoporosis and a lot of the time when I dove deeper into what their nutritional history was like. A lot of the time, there is a lot of disordered eating, not eating enough calories, not prioritizing their macronutrients, not having consistency within their food, right? And this is a big red flag to developing weak bones, aka osteoporosis, as you get older. And people don't think about the long-term consequences on this stuff. Like, I wish I could go back to my younger self and shake her to being like, Boz, not having a period is going to impact your bone mineral density long term this you have to do something about this and it's actually what you're doing is not moving you towards your body composition goal it's actually moving you away from it so this is the thing it's like we have to really open our eyes to this shit because its actually is so important okay so decrease bone development and density protein is an essential component of bones your bones are made up primarily of a type of protein called collagen Therefore, a protein deficiency can decrease bone mass, leading you to feel tired and weak. Protein from calcium-rich foods is required for bone growth. Protein is also important for preventing osteoporosis, like I just spoke to. Osteoporosis is more common in older people, but there is a lot of emerging research coming out linking females who are under-eating who don't have their period, and who are developing osteopenia. So that is the one stage before developing full osteoporosis. And, guys, I don't want to sit here and scare you. That's not the vibe. That's not it. But what I'm doing is bringing this stuff into your awareness. to Like, like we need to normalize that this is serious. <laughs> like, this is a serious thing. Because, like, it's that whole thing, and it's the same with smoking, and I see it with, like, this whole vaping stuff that's going on in terms of um, trying to ban it, right? It's like it's our mindset in the moment of this instant gratification or these things that we think that we should be doing in order to achieve our body composition and we're so caught up in our conditioning and all of our rules that we just don't even think about what's actually going on at a physical level. Another sign that you couldn't eat enough protein is anemia. So this is a condition where your body has reduced the number of red blood cells or hemoglobin, which is, you guessed it, a protein that helps your red blood cells transport oxygen from your lungs to the rest of your body. Okay. So hopefully now you can really see how important this little molecule is to our body. Now let's cover up some tips on how you can make sure that you're eating enough. First of all, you need to make sure that the type of protein that you're choosing is known as a complete protein. And what that means is just making sure it has nine of the essential amino acids. So how do you know if it has all nine of the essential amino acids? Well, animal products, just the way that they are made, they do have all the nine essential amino acids. So like chicken, beef, fish, and dairy products. Um, with your protein powders, nowadays they all should have the nine amino acids. That shouldn't be like new things. So, But it's always good to double check just to make sure that the protein powder that you are using does include all nine of those amino acids. And then if you are choosing to be a vegetarian or a vegan, this is where you have to be a little bit more savvy in terms of the proteins that you are choosing, okay? I went through my vegan era, oh, my God, but my vegan era was definitely – it was just a, a cover-up for more disordered eating in terms of more bad foods that I I wasn't allowed to eat, so I labelled it as vegan. Anyway, that's a whole different story. That's me, my – my story, but, um, yes. So with the vegan diet, you do have to be mindful in terms of making sure that you are getting all nine amino acids when you are including a protein source. And what I mean by that is plant proteins like beans, lentils, nuts, and whole grains usually lack at least one of the essential amino acids and therefore are considered incomplete proteins. This is why if you're following like a strict vegetarian or vegan diet, you need to choose a variety of protein sources from a combination of plant foods every day when you make up your meals to make sure you get an adequate mix of essential amino acids. A really good thing that you can do is you can just type into Google like Type in combinations of complete vegan proteins and what it will do, it will show you like these three foods, you've got to eat them together and that will make a complete protein. Soy products and quinoa are, do have all nine. That's why soy products are actually really, really good for vegetarians and vegans. I definitely recommend that a lot. Um, but it is something that just needs to be brought into your awareness. And if you do choose to live that lifestyle, then it's just something you do have to take responsibility for and look and making sure that you're hitting those nine amino acids. So the next tip I have to making sure that you're eating enough protein is just making sure you've got a good quality protein source in every single main meal, then just having a little bit in your snacks, right? And I know there's going to be a little bit of perfections out there that are going to be like, oh my God, I can't have Christmas dessert because it has not got protein in it. No, that's not what I mean at all. <laughs> so for my fellow perfectionist ladies out there, let's call it 85% of the time. So let's use myself as an example. I have to eat 130 grams of protein per day. So how I distribute that is I'll have about 40 grams of protein at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So as you can see, having two eggs for brekkie is only about 12 grams of protein. Of course, you're going to get a little bit more protein from the bread and if you're having avocado or whatever, but that still is not enough. So what I do personally is I make sure that I've got eggs and I have bacon or ham to bump up that protein source so I can hit that 40 grams there. Then for lunch, again, I'll have 40 grams. And for dinner, again, I'll have 40 grams. And on a practical level, what that looks like is say I'm making a pasta. If I have about 120 grams of chicken, that will give me about 32 grams. And then I'll get a little bit extra from my pasta because complex carbs have a little bit of protein. And then if I'm having it with some cheese and some dairy as well, like cream and some parmesan, that really bumps up the protein quite high. So as you can see, the addition of all the macros do make a difference in terms of bumping up the protein. Um, You don't have to get all of the protein from the protein source. However, of course starting off your meal with that already solid good portion size of protein is going to make a really big difference. And this is my tip that I give to everyone that wants to increase their protein serve is just make the protein source bigger, right? Go from 50 grams of chicken to 130 grams of chicken. And all of a sudden you've doubled the amount of protein that you're having in that meal. You don't have to add in any extras. You don't have to go and get a protein wrap. You don't have to get protein bread. All you have to do is just increase the serving size of the meat in the meal. And all of a sudden you've just bumped it up super easily without having to spend heaps of money on all these high-protein products. So how much protein that you need in a day is all you have to do is times your body weight by two. Okay, So your body weight times two equals the amount of grams of protein you need in a day. So for me, I'm 65 kilos, so I times that by two. That's 130 grams. right? And as I already explained to you, that's how I break it up to get it out throughout my day. It's really important to be prioritizing an even distribution of your protein across your day as well. That's something else that we have to think about. Why? is because every time we ingest protein, it actually simulates protein muscle synthesis, which is the chemical reaction of the building and the repairing through the body. So every single time we eat it, the body has a signal to be like, yep, yeah, cool, switch that on. So then it starts the process. And that's the mistake that people make. They'll just have one massive meal and therefore they're not getting that bump up of that signaling each time throughout the day. So it actually inhibits the repair signaling to get that started throughout the day. Another mistake I see people make with this is they think 20 grams of chicken is 20 grams of protein. But unfortunately it doesn't happen that way. And that's why I use the eggs as example. Like eggs are so marketed as a high protein breakfast. But all two eggs give, like I said, is only that 12 grams of protein. So how you have to look at it is utilizing, learning how to read nutritional labels on the back or also just throwing a certain food into my fitness bowel and it will tell you how many grams of protein it has per 100 grams. Or you can just literally read the back, right? So you can read the back of the chicken breast and you can see per 100 grams, it has 31, 32 grams of protein in it, right? So now you know that 100 grams of chicken is providing your body with 31 grams of protein because you have to eat 1 30 grams and if you have to eat 130 grams like myself you know you still have 100 to go and this is the nutritional method that i teach inside the fit and free academy is learning about portion sizes of you know what 120 grams of chicken looks like Ultimately, what it looks like is just the size of your palm. So you can easily go off that, making sure every single time you have a main meal, you're literally just including a protein source, whether that's chicken, steak, fish, whatever, and making sure that it is the size of your palm every single time you eat it. And if you're not having a protein source at the size of your palm, probably you're probably under eating protein. And then the last thing that I just wanted to say here today, in terms of making sure that you're eating enough protein is honestly, it comes down to preparation. This is the element of like, we need to take radical responsibility in reaching our goals. And if we are not prepared, as in we haven't taken the time to meal plan, or we lack the nutritional knowledge to even how to create a balanced meal, then we're probably not going to be able to be successful in reaching our goals. Okay. This is the bit where we have to like step up, be consistent, like actually do the work and what it takes because It does require effort and it it does require a radical responsibility in order to achieve what you want. So, my loves, thank you for being here. I appreciate you more than you'll ever know. And I will see you in the... No, you will hear me in the next episode. Bye. The number one challenge... All my clients face before we start working together is a lack of clarity on how much and what to eat to lose weight. Often they are making two huge mistakes constantly trying to skip meals or eat under 1600 calories. Secondly, only allowing themselves bad foods like chocolate on the weekend, but end up binging all to tell themselves they're gonna start again on Monday. If you feel like you have tried every diet, under the sun and still can't figure out what to eat to achieve your weight loss goals take my free two minute quiz you can find the link in the show notes down below and it will help you figure out exactly what you're doing wrong with your nutrition and exercise and exactly what to do to fix it so that you can finally be confident in your body and achieve your weight loss goals